Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jennifer Harper. Jennifer, are you ready to do this? I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Jennifer is an enrolled agent, a CFP. She's an MBA. She's director at Bridge Financial Planning. She's an active member of her community, and I'm excited to have her on. Jennifer, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Well, um, I guess personal life, I'm, I've been here in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area almost all my life and really love it here. Um, I'm able to serve clients from all over the country uh, based on new and wonderful technology over the last few years. So that's great. Um, I started Bridge Financial Planning almost five years ago, really after working in the industry for a long time, just wishing things were just a little bit different than they were. And so sometimes you just got to go out on your own and, and build what your vision is. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So what was it that after your experience in the industry that, that you wished was different? Well, um, I believe that most of the general public is under the impression that if they pay someone for advice, that um, that advice is going to be in their best interest. And unfortunately, that's not always the standard under which most advisors are held accountable to. So, um, you know, I, I believe that when people come to us with their hard-earned savings or hard-earned retirement accounts that they've worked a lifetime for and they're asking for advice, we should be held to a higher standard than, well, is this suitable for this client? Um, So for those of you not familiar with the suitability versus fiduciary standard or kind of some of those arguments that are going on right now, um, there could be two products that could be sold to someone and one could be um, higher commission, the other one could be um, lower commission, overall a better solution, but as long as either one of them are suitable, under the traditional rules of the brokerage world, an advisor can sell either one of them to their client. Whereas, um, you know, I think if, if you work with somebody who is being held to a fiduciary standard, they have to do what they believe is in the client's best interest. And that's a very different standard. So that was something that was very important to me. So I am a fee-only advisor, which means I don't accept any commissions or referral fees or kickbacks. And, um, you know, that doesn't eliminate any and all problems, but I think it, it, does, it goes a long way to make sure that we're on the same page as the client. Got it. Well, I appreciate that. And it was almost a little bit fatiguing over the past. I feel like that was a lot of the conversation in 2018 was about the fiduciary standard. And right. 
you know, if I'm being just as blunt as possible, it seems like a pretty obvious thing that, that if you're going to be making financial advice to people, that you should be a fiduciary. Um, so, and that there are legacy companies that have, uh, a lot of employees that are compensated a certain way and it would be cumbersome if not impossible to hold them to that standard so that's probably why the change didn't actually take place yeah and that's coming back into the news cycle even just within the last few weeks and um, I really hope more consumers get involved and voice what they want to have happen because I think at the end of the day um, that demand is going to have to come from them but to get them to have that voice they need to understand what the issue is yeah that's an excellent point so i am a, a huge advocate of well there are a couple of things i wanted to talk to you about uh, i saw on on your website talking about how goals are at the center of the conversations you have with your clients and i also know that that, that you publicize the core values of your firm and i think that mm-hmm. those two things are inextricably linked to somebody's long-term success in whatever endeavor they're interested in, if it's some kind of a personal something or other, or if it's your financial situation. And I also know that very few people have actually taken the time to, to write down their goals and also probably right. to write down their values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that we start off with, well, first of all, I would say every financial advisor says they focus on client goals, right? And every every advisor says they do comprehensive planning. <laughs> so, I, I, I struggle sometimes with finding ways to differentiate um, because anybody can say they do something, but then what are the processes and procedures that are in place to actually help those things come to fruition? Right. So um, in terms of goals, the way I have that conversation with clients is if we can help clients understand what their aspirations are, we can take the conversation into really what the more important question is, why? And then once we understand what they're trying to get to and why, then our job, frankly, becomes a lot easier because then we're just trying to determine how we can help them get there effectively and efficiently. So that's kind of the process. And then from a nuts and bolts perspective, we have to do the stereotypical risk tolerance questionnaires with clients to determine an appropriate asset allocation, for example. Um, But when we talk to clients about values, I'm I'm sure um, you and probably many of your listeners are familiar with George Kinder's Life Planning Institute. And um, I have not gone through the whole process to to be um, an advisor in that program, but I admire a lot of what they stand for and a lot of what they do. And he's got three very values-based questions um, that he starts with. And one is, if you had unlimited funds, what would you do with your life? How would you spend your time? What would you want to accomplish? And this isn't a few million dollars. This is like unlimited, you're the next Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos or whatever. Like, what would you want to accomplish on a really giant level? And then the second question is, what if you only had five to 10 years left to live? Would you do anything differently now, assuming you have your current assets? And then the third question is, what if you only had 24 hours? Who would you want to talk to? How would you want to spend your time? What regrets would you have? And 
for the clients who really take the time to answer those questions, first of all, not everybody does. It's very easy to tell if there's a one or two word answer, then I know that they haven't kind of bought into that. And that's okay. Not everybody has to. But when they do, it's fascinating to start putting the pieces together about what they've told you about what they want to accomplish and then the answers to those questions. For example, I had one lady that a very high income earner, a very excellent saver. She's doing all the right things. But under one of those questions, she said, if, if I had unlimited money, I would go visit my mom more. And so I asked her, I was like, well, you have the money, you're saving a lot. Why aren't you doing that now? And basically it had been so ingrained in her that the, her only job during these working years is to save, save, save. She had never given herself permission to do anything else, so she thought she couldn't take the time and the money to go visit her mom. Like, hmm. how sad is that? Yeah. So I was like, before you leave today, like, look at your calendar a month or so out. Go book an, but go book an airline ticket. Like, that's good money to spend. So sometimes I feel like we, we haven't had that conversation with people about, money's more than the numbers on the page. It represents the opportunities you have in your life. I think that's an incredibly powerful statement and and it's such a huge opportunity to to really I I, I don't want to be make this too too dramatic, but to really change their life. In in that specific example, this this person had all the had the ability to do what she most wanted to do. She just wasn't doing it because maybe she didn't have the confidence or she wasn't given permission for lack of a better term to go ahead and live the life that she really wanted to live, even though she already could because she hadn't had the conversation that you had with her. Right. I mean, that that's, I mean, in, in my mind, I was like, she's doing all the right things and yet she's missing some of the big things. Mm. So yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully, we can build relationships with our clients that are more of that. Um, I feel like um, in so many ways, a lot of our business has been commoditized or you read in the newspapers how everything's going to go robo. And then I think about conversations like that and I think I'm pretty confident that's the value that can't be added by robo. Yeah, I'm, I'm thousand percent sure that <laughs> that a computer is going to be years and years and years, if not, if, if ever, capable of of drawing out that that information from somebody. It's 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 great to have great questions, and those are three great yeah. questions right there. But to put people in an environment where they feel comfortable um, to share that with you, and to I, I guess that's that's really it to motivate them and to help them to feel comfortable to actually engage in that conversation and that introspection, and then to share it with you so you can get to a solution. That's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. And we we try to live our values. Um, I think it's a constant struggle. Like I, I kind of used a little mnemonic around bridge to come up with our values, and the very first one is balanced life. Like, we want our clients to live a balanced life, and we want to live a balanced life. <laughs> so, right. um, but that's probably the hardest thing in the world to actually accomplish. Like, how many articles have been written about that? Um, but 
but I think it's important to keep that front and center so you just have that um, kind of touch point to say, you know, are we, are we doing things the way we really want to be doing them to live the life we want to live? And that's what clients should be asking themselves too. And I think that, yes, um, we talked we, we talked a little bit about how a lot of financial folks out there say that they that they help their clients with goal setting, and I'm sure that, that, that many, many do, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time, one of the things that's necessary is having the right process to really drive that home. Um, so not everybody's going to have the opportunity to, to well, I, I suppose everybody could work with you who's listening to the show, but for people who say, you know what, I already have an advisor, but I'm interested in going through, how would you recommend that they put their own process in place for, for doing goal setting? Well, yeah, I mean, um, not everyone's going to work with a CFP. Some people are comfortable mostly working on their own and maybe coming in for a check-in from time to time or, or whatever their circumstance might be. I mean, um, I, d- I don't think that should preclude someone from still having a good process. I think um, I think my challenge to them would just be look beyond the obvious, like so many times when we do an initial consultation with a, a, a prospective client, we'll go through you know a series of questions just to understand their big picture finances in a way that will help us understand like, what kind of scope of work are we really looking at here? Um, what, what would our proposal look like back to this client? And I think some of the questions we asked there could be some questions that anyone could take and ask themselves if they wanted to go through that process. So, you know, it can start at the very basic level of what does your emergency fund look like? Um, what, from a big picture standpoint, have you listed out your assets? Have you listed out your liabilities? Have you, do you understand your income and your expenses? Um, you know, some liabilities are going to be ongoing, like property tax or insurance. Some are going to stop when that liability ends. Do you understand the timing for, for when your cash flow gets better? Do you understand... You know, are you, are you aware and keeping track of your employee benefits? And um, have you talked to your estate planning attorney in the last 10 years? Right. <laughs> I, I kind of joke. But you know, is, it, is it up to date? Because a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, I did that 20 years ago when our, our kid was a baby. But they haven't revisited it. Um, so look beyond the investments because – you know, if you notice, I haven't really mentioned investments a lot. We do investment management, um, but I feel like that's one piece of many, and it's it's the easy target. It's the easy thing to talk about because everybody talks about asset allocation and diversification, and and I think people know to look there, but I don't think people always know to look kind of under the hood on some of those other topics that are squarely within financial planning but aren't typically, you know, commission-driven, so they don't get a lot of attention traditionally. Yeah, well, I very much appreciate that. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about, about your decision to, uh, to become an enrolled agent. Yeah, um, so that was pretty recent. I um, got that finally, I guess, in February this year. 
Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you the good, bad, and the ugly of it. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my initial idea behind it was, hey, we've had some pretty big tax law changes in the last year or two. Um, I'm not a, a CPA. I'm not going to be the person who, um, you know, prepares people's tax returns and that sort of thing. But this is a designation that maybe I should get to understand the tax side more to be able to be a better resource when tax topics come up. And I think it did to an extent, but I would also say um, tax law is so broad and so big and so detailed I probably know a few more questions to ask. I probably know, you know, where to poke around a little more and find out more information. But, you know, I, I feel like it by no means replaces the work of a of a great CPA or tax advisor to a client. So, um, am I glad I did it? Sure. Um, but do I think it's the be-all, end-all um, for an advisor to be up on every tax law? Absolutely not. No, I think that that would probably be an impossible thing. So, but I certainly, <laughs> I, agree. Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> certainly, commend you for uh, for 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 doing the work to 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 get it. So, I think that's fantastic. Well, Jennifer, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? It's never too early or too late to make progress. So if you're a young person, don't feel like it's too early to get started. There's some things you can do now that will set you up for a lot of success going forward. And if you feel like you've missed the boat and you are on the other side of the hill, um, don't give up. There's still time to, to make progress. And progress doesn't have to be perfect, but you can be much better off than where you are today if you get started. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. Come on. And Jennifer, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Probably the easiest way would be our website, which is bridgefinancialplanning.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jennifer your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to bridgefinancialplanning.com. Check out all the great resources they have there. Thank you again, Jennifer. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!